Hey, Garrett. Yes, Boca? Always a bride, never a podcast. Hi, I'm Boca. And I'm Garrett. And this is the ninth episode of Bromance Podcast, the podcast where two bros talk about romantic comedies. Today, what are we talking about? Runaway Bride, featuring who other than Julia Roberts. We've done too many Julia and Roberts. And Richard Gere. Richard... It's Pretty Woman again, but Every... she's faster. How many years is this apart? Pretty Woman was 1990, this is 1999, right? Yes, yeah. nine years apart. Yeah. She was 23 in Pretty Woman. She's 23? She, yeah, she is okay. now, oh no. 23 22. plus 9. 32, 32. She's 32. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, yeah, she is still, God, the most beautiful. Very, very attractive. Just, yeah. oh, just the best. Runway Bride is about Julie Roberts, plays a woman named Maggie. Yep. Um, she's a bride from some small town in Maryland called um, Hale, and she keeps getting engaged and keeps almost getting married, and then she, like, ditches the dude at the altar. She literally runs away at the wedding. Which is the worst. Yeah. And then uh, Richard Gere is this um, hip cat uh, New York Based columnist for the for was it USA Today? Yep. Which I guess in 1990 was a very pertinent. Oh, you're paper. killing it. In life. It's still pertinent, I guess. It's still a relevant paper, but it's like I'm not. It impressed. was it was big in print. Yes, back when print yeah. was. And the he way plays to do it. Ike, who is a reporter for them that seems to do opinion pieces and columns. He's a men's rights activist asshole. Oh, he 100 percent is, and it is hysterical because also we're gonna get into it, but like the basis of his job makes me laugh inside. Well, what's the, his job as a columnist? So what's the funny part about that? We'll get there. So the movie opens, and uh, he, you know, when they establish that he's like, they're like, hey, they do like the expositional thing where it's like, hey, Ike, you're a columnist at USA Today who yeah. writes pieces, and like he's walking around okay, New York bye. City. <laughs> yeah, he like walks down the street, and everyone's like, Ike, hey, the columnist. It's Ike, the columnist. I'm like, he writes That's in a- print. How do you know what he looks like? Well, because they a you have your little uh, I forget the name of the photo. I don't think it's just a headshot. You know, column. It's a headshot. Okay, yeah, but the little the little photo they have next yeah, to yeah, a yeah. column, and B, I think it's a piece of his character beyond just doing the exposition thing. Was like, oh, hey, everybody, in- encounter. Please say something to me that reveals a bit about who I am. Yeah. But also, we see that when he goes from New York in his neighborhood to uh, the small town of Hale, Maryland, like, oh, he just, people just take to him very, very quickly. They do, but it also is lightweight, a little bullshitty. Okay, well, I mean, like, like I, now again, I think we're also batting out of the fact of like. Not to be ageist here, but like we didn't, we were less, we were under eight years old when, when this movie came out. And so therefore like the relevancy of like columnists in newspapers was like, maybe people did get recognized. Like maybe you had legit clout and we're just being judgmental. You can recognize a journalist. Wait, I said that, and then, like... Who a, would you recognize? Who is a print a journalist, journalist yes. that I would recognize? Or, like, honestly, web journalist. But, like, they don't do videos, they're not on YouTube, they're not on Instagram, they they are on I Twitter, know, maybe, and they are on... I know some of the writers from Kotaku. And you would recognize them on site? At least three. Okay. Yeah. But that's because, like, work. I still think it's niche. Yeah, it, I don't it, think we're going to... I don't niche. think, like, you're not a household name. You're not going to walk down the street and people are going to give you shit. Yeah, but it also he's just known in his neighborhood. He, yeah. his, his name bangs out in these streets. So he goes into he a bar right out the jump, and he meets a woman who we'll, we'll later find out is his ex-wife. No, no, no that's not... That's, oh, that is not her, is it? That's, who is this? That's Cella Blair, I think, who you see in stuff later. She just serves there to be like, oh... A date th- that went wrong? No, not even a date. She He doesn't go there for a date. She's just a woman in the bar whose presence there in poise isn't really explained she's just there to be like 
man, you sure do like to shit on women in your blog, and that's why I'm not going to go out with you. And that's mm-hmm. why she's there. Because okay. he, he's like running for a deadline. Oh, my blog's, or my, not my blog, my uh, column is due tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I never think of an idea until it's like like right down to the wire. And some guy in this bar, this annoying, annoyingly fancy talking drunk asshole, he's like, hey, you can write about this woman from my hometown. She loves to leave dudes at the altar. And he is creepy as fuck. He's I mean, creepy. He is. And I, I mean, th- there's dudes at bars, and then there's like, dudes at bars like this dude looks like he is down on his luck this is not a top he is player. down on his luck and we find out why later but yes. also like we find out why he's creepy later but essentially he's like his whole job is to study like insects and shit and that's not something you get into if you're well adjusted that's a good point you yeah. gotta be a little weird you gotta be a little gross and so sorry if that's your industry and you're also into the bromance podcast how much I'm, I'm no crossover, longer worried crossover about, genre. Oh no, we offended an entomologist. Like tough. He's probably just flattered that we know what his field is even called. Go cry into a chrysalis, man. There you go. Yeah. So he agrees to write this column about the runaway bride, and yeah. so he, he talks to the drunk dude at the bar who allegedly knows her. Mm-hmm. Writes the column, gives her a bunch of shit, and so and this is where his whole men's rights activist uh, nature comes out. Yes. It's like, man. I I may get shit for writing about the stereotypes of women, but here's another one. This woman's a man eater. She just likes to chew them up and spit them out, and uh, she's awful, and we should hate them. Um, Which is funny because the way that they up until this point set him up as is this is a regular theme for him. He writes columns. He's always like women are the devil, yes. and that is his angle. And all of his columns are centered around women are the devil. Yes. Which like again maybe times have just genuinely changed. But like is USA Today just like straight up like they're just gonna be like hey they what's your full time job? Let's just have you roast anything with a uterus. Like we said, I barely ever have read USA Today, but I can't imagine them in 2019 would have a columnist on staff with a whole byline and a photo whose whole thing is, man, I sure do yeah. hate women. It just seems like a weird angle. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because like with how much he hates women, his boss, his editor, is A, a woman, played by Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' real-life wife, yep. and B, his ex-wife yes. uh, within the context of the film. Love that uh, dynamic. Yeah, and so she's... It, the reason this comes up is because it, the, the paper goes out with the blog saying Runaway Bride is a bad woman, and I hate women. Uh, scene. Yeah. Um, it go. It, she reads. She reads it. Uh, that is Maggie, Julie Roberts' character. Yep. Like, this is bullshit. Writes a whole thing. Dear Slim. She writes a, a response to the. It, it's, I it's, wrote you, and you still ain't calling. Yeah. I don't remember how the rest of the song goes. I'm sorry, I know I can't every play lyric. Him. I grew up in the suburbs in the '90s. You didn't grow up in the 90s. In the early 2000s. Yes. All I mean is the Slim Shady LP and the Eminem show were both, like, very Stan, influential. When did Stan come out? Uh, Stan, I believe, was the Eminem show. Because I think it was his follow-up to the Slim Shady LP is when he got that fan base. That was 2000-something. It was, like, 2001, yes. 2002. Like, 9-11 either had just happened or it was about to. Because then he did that song, Toy Soldiers, that was all about 9-11. Toy Soldiers is not about 9-11. Isn't it? It's not. Oh, no, it isn't, because it's about... Uh, it's about beef they, that they okay. had with folks. You're right. Sorry, I'm a little turnt. He has one of those songs that uh, was entirely about, like, fuck Bush. He literally... That's one of the literal you, lyrics he, of the song. I'm sure Eminem did not do a fuck Bush song right on top of 9-11, because right after that, it was, like, a whole lot of 
oh, we have to rally the troops and then go invade country that had I mean, Eminem's had a lot of sh- Anyway, that's not what the point of any of this is about. Where there is were a good we? segue about I, alcohol being part of the podcast because we also made a beverage that we like to call the sponsored, Runaway Bride. Yeah, this episode is sponsored by the Runaway Bride. This drink of the week is... <laughs> uh, it's Fireball plus Red Bull. Which, if you want to have diabetes immediately, yeah. If you want to see, if you want to see sound, smell and colors, get the sugars, yeah. It is like maple syrup to the point that I did dilute it with sparkling water. It still didn't do the tricks, and I'm just shooting fireball. Yeah. Oh God. I know. I was burping a lot too. This was this was not uh, smart. That's, no, that's the word. It's not smart. But we are dedicated to making these mixed drinks. So here we are. So anyway, back to the the actual yeah. film and the thing that I'm we're sorry. talking about. There we go. So um. Q cut back to him. He gets fired for writing the for writing the column because yep. it allegedly has like fifteen inaccuracies to it. So his ex wife fires him. Because Julia Roberts writes a letter. Yeah, she's like, and it's like, you. yo, like fifteen of these things are wrong. Also, you just put me on blast as a small town woman like trying to just live a life. Just a small on town USA girl today, living in a lonely world. Yeah, um, trying to run away from these men, and yeah. like now we're Richard Gere is roasting my soul. Yes. Um, so basically, it's the equivalency of in modern times. He wrote a bunch of tweets going at somebody. And you don't then, need to translate it. I think that people can understand. Hello, were you born recently? Here's what this is like. Yeah, this is like when your teachers try to relate 100%. Romeo and Juliet. So they start using emojis or whatever. It's oh, like, yeah. Just like, let Romeo them... thought Juliet was lit. And you're she... like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Hamlet sure was on fleek, wasn't he? <laughs> do, do, do. And then just like dabbing. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Let the kids rise to the occasion, please. Yeah. But anyway, he uh, he, he popped off. He got Yo, fired. Yo, but it was it was funny because, like, um, Rita Wilson is uh, his boss. Yes. Rita Wilson's like, yo, 15 inaccuracies. Our lawyers are worried about this. Yes. We're going to have to let you go. Meanwhile, it's like, in the room for moral support is their freelance photographer slash his friend slash Rita Wilson's new husband, mm-hmm. uh, Hector Elizondo. Yep. Who, if you remember from the episode about Pretty Woman, slash if you remember from Pretty Woman, slash if you remember from Princess Diaries, he's that dude who's always there. Yep, he's just around. Yeah. So in Pretty Woman, he was the guy who like was the hotel manager. Yep, who was great. He was yeah, one yeah. of the people I loved in that exactly. movie. Exactly. And in uh, Princess Bride, I think he's like the butler man. He's, yeah. Yeah. So basically, 90s rom-toms were basically any movie done by, like, Tarantino or Scorsese where they just take the same cast and just recast them and shit. Like, it's the same eight people in every movie. Well, okay, so Richard Gere, yeah. Julia Roberts. Yep, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. That was earlier. Oh, I'm just saying of the Tom movies Hanks, we've done so far. Oh, okay, no, actually, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan were yep. both still timely Yep. Um, at that time. Yep. Is, is that all that there was, or that just happens to be the movies we've done? Because we didn't do Moonstruck. No, I mean, we, we have some gaps here, but also I think largely it was like, you put them in, in movie A. It made X. Let's yeah. put them in movie B. We'd like to make X. Well, that's just kind of how the game goes, isn't it? It like, is. Yeah, everyone's got their favorites. Had they thought of, like, a cinematic universe, we would have had all sorts of weird shit. We do have off. a cinematic universe here. Yeah. Because Julia Roberts refused to do sequels up until Ocean's 12, but this feels like a spiritual successor to Pretty Woman. It's her yep. across from Richard Gere. 100%. Yeah. This is their alternate reality. This is yeah. their multiverse. <laughs> So anyway, he, he goes home all defeated and pissed off because he's now just been let go from his job. Which the only reason why I bring this up is because he is his cat is named Italics, and I that's thought that shit was adorable. One hundred percent, I wanted to call that out. I thought the it was cat absolutely came adorable. Up later. Okay, we see the cat early on. His name's Italics, and that's adorable because he's a writer, and therefore he went with something cute. Yeah. Um. So cut to him. He uh, talks to the, who is the hotel manager, Fisher. who's like, "Okay, I have a way to save this for you." 
why do a follow up exactly write more about it get yo you got the details wrong fine go to her small town yep talk to her get the details she's about right. to get married again she runs yeah. again hey the, that justifies and solidifies what the fuck you were just saying yeah and so it's like yo this she's about to marry husband number four um go there and find out about her. so he goes to hail maryland uh gets a gets a hotel room and like starts getting into her business and this part i really uh enjoy not not this initial scene, but just this whole how easily he integrated himself into this town. You assume it's a small town, and this big city slicker Yankee is going to come in here and disrespect one of our our women. No, that's that's a a beaten or whatever. Yes. Um. But instead, it was just like everybody fucked with him. Yeah, hundred percent. He walks yeah. in this town, he immediately is the mayor practically. Yeah, like like um Maggie. Her, her friends were like, oh, we don't like you. We're going to dye your hair a shitty color, so we're going to be rough with you at first. Yep. Even later, that it's his first night in this town. He's in her home um, talking to Maggie's father and grandmother, looking at, like, childhood photos, yep. talking to her fiancé, staying for dinner, eating some soft-shell crab. And I'm like, yo, y'all really just, like... Hey, it's that guy who wrote about her. Cause they, hey, fuck our daughter and my fiance. This I, guy roasted her soul, but let's be friends. I don't know if they don't fuck with her or if it was just for comedic relief to the degree that they are really just disrespecting her. Oh, the whole movie, which it, is we're gonna it comes have up to later. get into. Yeah, but they're just like, oh yeah, come come on in. Oh, these embarrassing stories about Maggie. Oh, I took a bet that she wasn't going to get married this time. Oh, blah blah blah. They're they're less pressed than you think they would be about like. Why isn't she oh, 100%. getting married? Is this enabling or just disinterest? I mean, also, let's contextualize it in the fact of, like, you're a, you're a father, you're a parent. Again, you might not be a good father or parent, and I'm not saying you personally. I'm a but dad? Put your, yes, put yourself, you're a dad. You've paid She's for lying. three weddings. Sorry. That your daughter has <laughs> run away from. Oh, God. You've invited all of her friends. Family. She's invited everyone that she knows. The family's come out to do this thing three Big times. Weddings. At a certain point, you're like... You know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe this is newsworthy. Maybe this is a thing. Like, it's maybe my of, daughter's weird, and I'm going to lean into this. This is the kind of family that would willingly go on Jerry Springer. Uh, yes, 100%. Yeah. Or that type of family that's like, if there's any media attention paid to us whatsoever, we're 100% down for it, even if it actually makes us look awful. A la Jerry Springer. Yeah. yeah. So the, these people just kind of sucked. Yep. Um, so he's trying to get all the details he can about uh, her life. And so he gets his hands on a DVD, or not DVD, God, a VHS tape that has, like, tapes of the first three wedding attempts. Yes. So the first one, she was, like, way too young. She looks like she's 18. I was to some guy who's super into the Grateful Dead, mm -hmm. jumping on trampoline and shit, and then she runs away, hops on a friend's ATV, and gets out there. The second one was to this uh, super traditional Catholic boy, um, played by, I never can say his name right, Donald Logue, Donald Lug, the I have the, no idea. The red-headed priest guy. Oh, no, I know, I know you're talking about in the movie, but I don't know the actor outside of this movie. Did you ever see, uh, was it Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter? No. Uh, did you ever see Terriers? No. Okay, so you missed the things he was in. Yes. Um, he was in those. But... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Eight Simple Rules was fun. Um but it, yeah, anyway. So, yeah. yes, the, he... That, that was number two. That was number two. Traditional one. Church then wedding. number three was to the uh, etymologist. And this who was like... A, was the guy we met in the bar in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, who was very drunk and very annoying. And this time was like an outdoorsy thing. And then she somehow was like, oh, fuck this. Got her hands on a horse because it was outdoors and just galloped away. Yeah. The thing about it, they call her Runaway Bride. She always comes back 
to the same spot, right? As in she that still- is true. She leaves the wedding to go back to her small town of her dating pool that all also live there and then just cringes her life away. It's two. There's two things that are absurd about this. Yeah. One, that these men don't... don't we never see, really see it that the men come back and be like, Maggie, what the fuck? Why did you leave they me at the never altar? Fall- yeah, there's no closure. There's no closure for... Not even closure, but just like, why the fuck did you leave... Um, you kept the wedding rings too, or the engagement. Oh, rings. we're getting to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But it's like you kept the engagement rings. You went back to where you were. It's like you think I wouldn't find you. You're not running away if you come back to the same place. You're, no. ta- you're taking a lap. Well, what is funny about this entire thing? So like he's watching all these videos. He's like, you know, he's taking it all in for his research purposes. Yeah. But like throughout this, they also cut to like things in the town that are reinforcing why he's there. To the point that like they're like uh, when he first steps into like this the beauty. Uh, parlor parlor where he gets his hair dyed because they're like we have to watch shampoo your hair if you're gonna ask interview questions because you're a big time reporter and like this is our rule i don't need, yeah and yeah. like well anyway they make a thing like enough reporters stop by locally that like obviously this her. is what you're here for and then like on the tv on local news they're even calling out like the runaway bride blah 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 i'm like this poor woman because again her town the way they set this up is there's like five thousand people in the town yeah so, like, it's on local news. It's on USA Today. Three of your exes in a dating pool of maybe 150 people you'd actually want to date yes. are all seeing this shit and living right by you and know people that you know, and what the hell have you done? After guy number one, you're like, oh, man, she left her last man at the altar. Yeah, that's not After a good After guy number two... I'm not going to get into no. it. I'm like, yo, she's going to do that to me. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, we have a saying down in Texas. This might be from Tennessee. I think it's from Texas. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me. Fool me twice. We don't get fooled again. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, why are they fucking agreeing to to marry? Uh, you know why? Because she fucking looks like Julia Roberts. Yes. Yeah, they said that in universe. Wow, she looks. This like is kind of now. I, I will say I don't have the same problem that I have here that I did in, in Notting Hill. Yeah, because she's written way better. Her character's deeper. There's a whole thing. I I'm a big fan of hers in this film. Yeah, but a lot of this does pe- also depend upon like she's really good looking and charming, and so therefore we're just in on this. It doesn't matter. It's and she's kind of unapologetic about how much damage she leaves in her wake. Oh, very much so because she's just not. And it, and, attention. and it comes up because she she realizes like yo he's going around trying to get information and dirt on me yeah. let me go talk to my um, ex fiancés ideally to, ahead to of get time. ahead of it and she can't keep up he he beats her there every time and they almost she, arrive at the exact same time yeah every time yeah so I'm talking about the, especially the priest one right yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald Logue character's name I can't remember this is the first time we hear about it he's like oh all right so did the reporter come by to ask questions. Yeah, he did. Most of them were fine, just background stuff. It was only one weird question. Well, what was the weird question? How do you like your eggs? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's not as if you remember how you like your eggs. And he and he remembers exactly. He's like, oh, you like them scrambled, salt, pepper, and a little bit of dill, same as mine. Yep. And that's when she realizes, like, yo, they meant she meant more to them oh, 100%. than vice versa. Yeah. They're more hurt than she ever was. Cause they're all in the same fucking small town still. Yep. Like, the priest... Well, the guy wasn't a priest back then. He's now, after she dropped him at the altar, he became a priest. Yep. Um, same small town, Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first guy who's super into the Grateful Dead, he's still like a mechanic or whatever within the vicinity. Playing guitar. Yeah, playing guitar, 
um, within the vicinity of where it was. It's only the entomologist who, I guess, left for a little bit, but we don't know if he still lives there or if he was just... I think traveling. he's in New York now, but he's sad and weird. He said it was his hometown, a girl from my hometown. Yeah. So it's like he, all he the, moved. Imagine it's in the same town of five thousand people. She got engaged to and abandoned three of these dudes, mm-hmm. and nobody is like, "I'm gonna stop trying to talk to you." Yeah, it speaks to the limited amount of options. It also speaks to the stupidity of these men. It's the only yeah. Because <laughs> the other thing is, it is such a small town that they're. I mean, they both sides of the pool have a small dating pool. Yeah. So it's like, well, she's left three dudes at the altar, but like. We have five people in this town, so I guess it's you. Yeah, it's my turn now. Yep. Yeah. And one of the funny things is, so she's now in this, in, in, currently engaged to a sports site, or uh, sorry, a PE teacher at the local high school. Yeah, played by, play by uh, what's his name? I uh, don't know. Chris Maloney, I believe. Christopher Maloney. If you ever watch fucking Law and Order. Oh, yeah. He's that dude. Yep, he's that dude. With a big old square head. And so the funny, this cracked me up so much, because it's like, I... People do this in relationships, but not to this extent, which is try to fix a red flag with a solution that is like acknowledging the red flag. So the the point I'm trying to make here is like he he's in PE. He's trying to use sports psychology that like works for his players slash he probably just saw on TV or something. We want her to visualize getting married, visualize the end zone, visualize the objective. I've been working. He like is telling this to Richard Gere. I've been working her on visualize the altar, visualize the walk down the aisle. We can do this. We can catch the football. We could score the touchdown. I'm like, if you need sports psychology to get this woman to marry you, get through your wedding, she doesn't want to do it. My yeah. guy, and yeah. she'll never want to because this is her, and we're not addressing the issue here. Yeah. You're a loon. And you know, it's unrelated. It goes back to how everyone was just cool with Ike's character. Just like Ike is already at the fiance, the current fiance, fiance number four, Christopher Maloney. Ike is already there at the football practice. They gave him a whole ass Letterman jacket. Yeah. He's just going around talking to folks. Like, oh, hey, hey, Shirlene. Hey, Irene. Hey, hey, Darley. Hey, whatever around fucking town. Everyone knows him. Oh, yeah. They're just totally embracing this. And also, like, when he's at, this cracked me up. When he's at the high school, so, like, he goes to the high school to then just start interviewing the current fiance. And did you notice on the field, right? Because they're trying to sell that, like, this is sports are occurring. Uh oh. They have football practice going on on this. Again, just imagine your high school field with a track yeah. that goes around the grass. That's yeah. the standard. Imagine that the track team is running on the track while the football team is practicing on the field, while the soccer team is practicing on the field, and while they have some general sort of, like, Olympic athletic stuff, like, going around the same time. And I'm like, you have seven practices (laughs) on the same field at the same time. This is the worst run high school athletic program that I've ever seen. They're just trying to develop a new sport, man. It's like you just put together cross-country, track, uh, football, and other into one, into the same one game, and then boom, you got gold, man. You got something. You got something. Yeah. So uh, what? The other, the other thing. So we have like they. So they establish like okay, so he's been uh, engaged three times. She's left all of them. He's doing yeah. the sports psychology thing. They're at the uh, the Chris Maloney's trying to visualize success for her. Totally, they're at the field. But also along this process, they also touch on like other dudes around the town that she's just dated. Yeah. Like it seems like everyone. Three hit the engagement mark. We don't know how many in this town of 5,000. All right, so. It's heavily implied, though, there are numbers here of people that are just like either fans of hers because they also are attracted to her because she's a local celebrity for doing this. And then just straight up like she's just been with all these people. Yeah. 
I th- moral of the story of this movie is get out of your small town, move far away, yep. change your name, get a, get a loft, get an Airbnb, get six or seven roommates, rent the place out, eat some hummus, start a band, learn start an instrument. Start a podcast. <laughs> put, yeah, start a podcast, put it out, have an existential crisis, pay for therapy, drop your therapist because insurance doesn't cover it, die to global warming. That's what you got to do now. That's the formula. That's the formula. Yeah, step by step. I should put that in a book. You really should. Yeah. So then they move on to watching uh, the fiance and her the and Julie Roberts' best friends like man or whatever or husband. I guess actual a proper husband. Oh, you're talking about the softball game. Yeah, like a like a you know a local softball game for like. You're so many steps town. removed from his name. I was like, who? I know, the, right? The best. Fr- I'm gonna say it again. Yeah. So her the- Julie Roberts' best friend, the movie. Julie Roberts' best friend's fiancé with Julie Roberts' fiancé. Yes. Played softball. Yes. Yes. And so they're both sitting in the stands, like, rooting and cheering and doing their thing. And then uh, Julie Roberts steps out to do to go down on the field and, like, talk to this woman's husband and, like, you know, ch- chit-chat it up. And d- before this happens, you learn that that he has a local sports radio show. And his last name is Flem, oh, and the God. show is Wake Up with Flem. Wake Up with Flem. I mean, that is just the absolute worst. But I okay, I don't know if you're going to say it was the worst or if it was gold. Because I mean, it's a dad joke. It can I go support, either way depending on how good. you feel. Yeah, um, but it's also then exposed that like Julie Roberts also dated her best friend's husband. Yeah, and they're all played like, by Joan Cusack, who we also saw earlier yes. this season and say anything. Yes, we did. Yeah, at this point, she's looking more like her character from Shameless. But yeah, yeah. So they're all, like, touchy-feely, lovey-lovey down on the field, like old pals, but also flirtatious. Yeah. And Richard Gere's sitting next to the best friend, like, because, of course, he's everywhere because he's haunting this woman. Yeah. Um, Spectre. Right? And um, so, anywho, so she starts being like, you know, are you cool with this? Like, they're very buddy-buddy. What's happening? It's like, oh, yeah, they used to date. And then she walks off. That shouldn't make you feel better. (laughs) No, not at all. And then she walks off kind of realizing, like, you know what? Yeah, she is flirting with my husband. And this is fucked up. And she also is kind of a pain in the ass. At this point, Richard's still just trying to prove that she runs and that it's not his fault. Rather, there's already proof enough that, oh, she runs. Rather, he's trying to prove that she's a man-eater, I guess. Mm -hmm. That she has no regard for the feelings. I mean, she's just taking what she considers to be hers or what she wants. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, whether, whether that's really the case, we found out later that's not entirely. No. Um, but yeah, so, so Ike was working to build a case and Maggie never cared these men. Um, and Richard's just, or Ike is just ingratiating himself in the hearts and minds of everybody in this, uh, in this, uh, small town. And so we get, we get the scene where Julie Roberts tries to get ahead of the curve even deeper. She breaks into, uh, Ike's, not apartment, into his hotel room. Yep. Let me get oh, let me get the notes. Let me blah blah blah. I whatever happens when somebody breaks into somebody else's place in a movie, the person who actually lives there shows up, and then they they end up talking. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit because that part was just dumb. But yeah, he's basically like, I caught you. She sneaks out. Yeah, swiper, no swiping. But then we it cut works to in her real life. Feel coming back around. Yeah, this is when she decides. Oh, she intellectualizes it. I'm going to. Uh, Win this guy over by giving him my side of the story. But she does it for a cost. Yeah. So she sneaks into his hotel room and is like, wakey, wakey. Like, okay, fine. You want to do this? I'll be supportive. I'll go along with it. But I want $1,000 because I have a wedding to pay for and I want nice things. So I want the story. 
a thousand dollars. He says five hundred. She says seven fifty. He says five hundred. She says whatever. Six fifty is what they settle on. Is that what they agree on? They agree on six hundred fifty dollars, which okay. I would like to point out, and I don't know how this translates. A month? From, no, okay. total. Yeah. In nineteen ninety nine, I don't know what that is in current currency, but let's assume yeah. it's like two grand. Yeah. Would you sell out your marriage and your life to a USA Today reporter or wherever he's going to sell the story to for $2,000? Never. Like, this is not Not enough to pay for a wedding. It's not enough to pay for a wedding dress. Maybe back then that $1,000 went much further. I mean, I gave you two grand in today's money. I don't think inflation's that bad. I hope it's not. I really do, too, but we're yeah. not economists. We watch rom-coms. <laughs> I'm a rom-communist? Sure, let's... <laughs> Can you turn off Podcasts Siri? are perfect on paper. So it's just here, knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> we got him. Yeah. So they, they start spending time together. That's Maggie and Ike. Yep. Start to develop feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn more about him. Like, oh, you're divorced. Oh, blah, blah, blah. She shows him the goddamn rings of all the dudes. Yeah, that's where she's like, she kept all the rings. I'm surprised those guys didn't ask for them back, right? Because that's a damn That's payment. expensive. Also, some of the worst engagement rings I've ever seen in my life. Her Very current ugly. engagement ring is the number one in diamonds with a gold band. Because you get it? Because he's a football coach. In case you forget. I don't care how in love you are. Because everyone calls him coach, and he has a whistle around his neck, and he has a square head. And he looks like the guy who was in the show, coach. I mean, they literally hit this one out of the park. Okay, I never watched that. But yeah. Wow. What was that about? Nick at night, man. He's a, he's a coach. It's the just... oh, I was like, is it about the coach section in an airplane or is no? It... He's okay. like a high school coach. Okay, good coach. for him. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. What um, happens next? So then they go wedding dress shopping, and or she's going wedding dress shopping. Brings him along because now they're like pals because she got six hundred and fifty dollars. So my life's for sale again. Yeah. These people wear shoe ins for Springer, and um, she's looks at this wedding dress in the window and she's like, "Wow, I would love to wear that. It looks beautiful. I'd love this for my wedding because now I got money. Yeah. I have six hundred and fifty dollars. What a way to waste your fucking money." Yep. But yeah, this is where we get into uh, Richard Gears trying to stand up for Julia. Um, because the store owner. Yeah, the, the store clerk looks at the dress that she wants and says, no, that's too expensive. We need to get you something that will last slash is easy returnable because you know your marriage isn't going to last because it's you. And she's, <laughs> just, and she's just like, okay. Uh, what do you feel really shitty for? So then yeah. uh, Jamie steps up and is like, no, fucking take her, take her money, you asshole. Wait, Ike. Well, who did I say? Jamie. I said Jamie? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Richard Gere. Yeah, Ike. Ike. Yeah. Who's who? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Uh, It's all made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, Ike steps up and he's like, you give, sell her the dress. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, it's a thousand dollars. So in today's money, how much is that? $2,000. We're not economists. We're not economists. And we, so he's in like, case you were listening to this, hoping for financial <laughs> advice, don't hoping for direction. Don't listen to anything we say about finance. Yes. But so he like, I love this line. I love this line so much because he's like, okay, I've tried verbal. Yeah. Um, that's not working. And so let's try visual cues. He just hops up and takes down the mannequin with the nice wedding dress on it saying, we're taking this, we're buying this. <laughs> We have the money for it, so you're a clerk. You're going to accept this fucking money. Thank you. Goodbye. It's amazing. Yeah. It was such a good move. Because this is the first time, like, throughout the whole beginning of this movie, he really is an asshole. Yeah. Like, he's there mocking and ridiculing this woman publicly. He's trying to poke holes. He's trying to get her to run again. So he, like, has the... Oh, yeah. He's, like, See, g- gaslighting crazy. the shit out of this. And is also, yeah. like, I want my job back. I don't want to be recredited. And, like, 
you're gonna run and you're a lunatic and I'm gonna ruin your life. And then he's he, this is when he starts noticing like, oh, the whole town does this to you. Like yeah. you're responding this way to me because it isn't just me. It's your parents. Yeah. It's your friends. It's your own fiance. It's, like yeah. everyone's roasting. Everyone's you. like, ha ha. She she left at the altar. Which yeah. if it weren't for the fact, I mean, I imagine anyone on earth if they left somebody at the altar multiple times or left multiple people at the altar we would be like oh there's something deeper going on here i think it's worth giving somebody shit for because i'm not mad that you don't want to get married i do have a deep problem with somebody running away at the altar yeah and just being like oh i don't want to do this like say something earlier yeah figure it out earlier or help go through with the wedding and then leave them the next day because you know it's already paid for everything yep get your gifts and whatever Make get through that. Make it last. A little, not even make it last. I'm not saying make it work here. I'm saying don't don't do the dramatic thing the day of the wedding. Have some decorum. Really. Yeah. Don't just literally run screaming out of it. Like. Yeah. I mean, imagine this. Like, even just on a friendship level, like your friends are like, "Hey, do you want to go to Six Flags on Thursday?" And you're yeah. like, "Fuck, I don't want to." But like, yeah, sure, I want to go to Six Flags on Thursday. Yeah. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows up. You, even in the morning, you could be like a quick text. Uh, sorry, yeah. something came up. There's traffic. My car won't start. I don't love you anymore, and I want a divorce. <laughs> That's um, what they tell you. Yeah. And then, like, you go to Six Flags. You bought your ticket for Six Flags. You're actually in Six Flags with your friends. You yeah. cross the boundary line. They say, thank you. Have a nice time. Welcome to the park. And you go, and you run screaming in the opposite oh. direction out of the park immediately, and you never return or talk to your well, friends you're, again. You're painting a very positive and happy picture of marriage. I think it's less certain and less explicit than like, oh boy, I'm at Six Flags. Oh, I just Great met America. a commitment. You agreed yeah. to go somewhere with someone. You agreed, so show the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't later. just run screaming out of the event once you're there. It's too late. Yeah. You're done. You're yeah. in. And so, from all these revelations, uh, Ike he takes it back to uh, Rita Wilson and uh, Hector Elizondo. Um, just like, yo, is this a problem that I had? Did I struggle to see or whatever? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the hell he was saying, but it felt nice. And so, like, he and his former ex-wife really reconcile as he's falling in love with this new woman. Yep. Which really just opens the, the space in his heart or whatever to but try and fuck. It was really nice because, yeah. well, it's just, it cracked me up. Because, obviously, Richard Gere is kind of friends with the new, with her ex-husband's, uh, with, her, being... uh, with her ex-wife's husband. Uh, they're all friendly. They all get along. But him and his ex-wife are having a moment that is very intimate, very close, and kind of sensual in a weird way. Because they're talking about their divorce, but there's a... there's. A... I didn't think anything was going to happen. I didn't expect anything to happen. This isn't another rom-com where the dad wants to fuck the daughter or no. whatever. Okay, there wasn't a subtext. But, like, they kiss each other on the cheek. They're sitting very close to one another. The, the new husband comes in. I don't know. Me as a man... I'm married to a woman that used to be married and her and her husband are on the piano, like kissing each other on the cheek and talking all sweet and stuff. There's just a level of like, you got to really have some confidence in this relationship and really know the ex-husband and and fuck with him. Otherwise that is not a great situation to be in. You could also just poison the ex-husband and then do whatever you want. And that is the Boca take of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't stand by that. There you go. Don't stand by poisoning. Don't stand what a what a brave and powerful take to have in 2019. Yeah. Hey, don't poison people. I know. It's Thanks, finally spy someone master said from it. Renaissance Italy. I won't poison <laughs> them. It's fine. You're not going to run into that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Luau. 
Um, well, okay. One other thing, just before the luau. Before the luau. They okay. do talk, like, he and Joey Roberts end up, he, well, he's doing his interview thing, and he talks to the grandparents. Yeah. Um, and she, they're like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. We've gone to so many things. She leaves it. Oh. And then. They're annoyed about the logistics. Oh, 100%. Which I would be too, but also, like, nobody's like, how is she feeling? Why is she doing this? No, no one cares. Mental all... health didn't, wasn't invented until 2015, so. Yeah. So, 1999, they're a little bit behind the eight ball. So. The, the grandma's grand theory as to why this happens, as to why she leaves oh, men at God. the altar, is because, and I quote here because I wrote it down, innocent girls are scared of the one-eyed snake. That's penis for those who aren't hip. Yep. She is literally running in the grandmother's mind away from marriage because she's scared of sex and particularly just seeing penises. Yeah. I at, which isn't true for her. Well, no, because her response is, Grandma, I, I tamed the one-eyed snake years ago. I, ugh, Which, not... she's dated 99% of the male population in this town. I'm not yeah. shaming her, but I'm just saying, at this point, you'd assume the one-eyed snake has been tamed. Sometimes people will be like, oh, everybody knows her as an insult. This time it is a factually correct statement. Like, oh, yeah, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, Lachelle, Darnell, Tyrell, whoever the fuck else, they all know who she is. Yep. And half of them have tried to get at her. So it's like, it is what yep. it is. So then they go to a diner, they grab breakfast, and we see that she, he's like, oh, yeah, I want to, I forgot what type of eggs he wanted. He's like, I want sunny side up eggs and, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll have that too. And he's doing this thing where he keeps asking all the boyfriends what type of eggs does she like. Because I think he just picks an arbitrary non-relationship Something thing. that, like, you don't need to worry about fighting about, but many people would have different decisions yes. on. So if you can't even tell me the truth about that, then it's like, Jesus. And so he's like, oh, of course you want that. And she's like, what the hell? Like, even my eggs are under scrutiny? And he's yeah. like, that's ah, fine. I'm going to take off. Yeah. And, like, as the audience, it's the first time you're like, oh, like, she doesn't have a self. Yeah. she She's strongly lacking a sense of self, which is her primary problem when it comes to these uh, attempted weddings. Yep. Yeah. So then we cut to the luau. So they have a luau as part of like the reception for like, you know, these two are going to get married. Let's have a big party. It's for some reason, luau themed. And what happens in this luau, Boca? Uh, in this luau, everyone's going around. It's, it's almost like a bride or a wedding party dinner. Everyone's giving toast to, uh, to Maggie and her husband. I think his name's Bill. If his name's not Bill, he definitely looks like a Bill. It's Bill. Let's just call yeah, him Bill. Chris Maloney. He's yeah. like, uh, hey, don't run away again. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, and everyone in there is laughing. And then eventually Richard Gere gets the mic. He's like, yo. No, fuck. before that, though, the yeah. dad says one that hurt because he said it now two or three times in the movie. Which one was it? Oh, my daughter not, might not be the longest running joke in our city, or in our town, but boy, is she the fastest. <laughs> waka waka. And my daughter runs away from marriage. Yeah, she yeah. has psychological or emotional issues. When but you think about the old school dowry system where, like, oh, the dude needs to pay for that shit, yeah. I can't imagine anybody... Paying for this? It. Yeah. Don't don't bring up the number, okay? Just, look, just slide the piece of paper over when it comes to a dowry. Yeah. Again. Peak advice in the podcast yeah. for this week. We're learning so much this we week. We really man. are. Yeah. Um, so after after Richard Gere stands up for her, yeah. they she's she wasn't embarrassed when everybody was ragging on her because no. she's used to it. She was embarrassed when Richard Gere made a big deal out of it because it makes it real. It's no longer like these are jokes. He made it seem like she's being sensitive. Yeah. Um, so they go and argue, and then like it kind of slips out how he's now developing feelings for you. It's like you just always change yourself to what your boyfriend wants. I'm gonna tell you what you want. You want long walks on a beach and blah 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 blah. And she is like taken aback a little bit, but then her 
fiance comes back down and is like, oh, yeah, let me just take you inside. Well, yeah, because they, I don't think this actually happens during this scene, but it's the same speech twice, basically. They wrote the same thing in multiple scenes. Oh, I did not know that. Which is, like, she walks through, like, the proposals that she's been through, and he's like, that's not the proposal that you want. The proposal yeah. that you want is not, like, lighting up a scoreboard at a, a Lakers game. The proposal you want is, like, and then he's really genuine. He's like, we might want out of this. We might have hardships. We yeah. might whatever. But I love you so much, and I care about you so deeply that if I don't ask you to spend the rest of my life with me, I will regret it forever because yeah. you're the only person I want to be with. And that she's like, nice. oh, my God. Like, taking it back, she's like, oh, but, uh, no, it's scoreboards. Like, <laughs> she, like, tries to, like, recover, but it's Get like, away I'm from shook. it. Yeah. But uh, but she can't. Nope. And that's good for us because otherwise it's barely a romantic comedy. One hundred percent. What happens next? So here? then they go to the church because they want to do a dry run of the of the wedding, um, with the so it's the fiance and Julia Roberts and some randos. Yeah. Well, and the best friend and Richard Gere. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's do a dry run of the of the wedding and walking down the aisle because sports psychology. We're gonna tr- coach gonna you through this. It. Visualize the end zone. Visualize the catch the ball. And so he's like, okay, Richard Gere, you be the priest, you marry us, I'll be me, because I'm, the, or I'm you know, speaking as the, the fiancé, I'll be me. Yeah. Julia, go down to the end of the aisle, walk towards us, and, like, let's picture it. So yes. you're going to do your whole, you know, you're going to da-da-da-da, and they kind of walk through it. <laughs> and she, like, do the wedding song. stops halfway through a little bit, and he's like, okay, okay, like, I think you'll be more comfortable if I walk with you. Here, he, Richard, he you be me. He played himself. Oh, he played himself so just, hard in this. Just so he can manhandle her down the aisle, he's like, Hey, uh, Ike, go stand in my spot, and I'm going to pretend to be the father, yeah. and then the priest. So and then the, the best friend joke. The two, well, she actually has two best friends, and they they both are joking to each other yeah. like, so he was the priest, and now we're making him the fiance. Yeah, it's like okay, we're you know you got to wear multiple hats. Sometimes you do offense, defense, special yeah. teams, whatever. Got to be flexible, all right. Everybody got to stretch. And so, um, her oh god, this was so uncomfortable. Uh. You may now kiss the bride. It's the dress rehearsal. He's yep. just saying that just so she can visualize being at the altar. And then they just like Richard Gere, uh, Ike, and Julia Roberts, Maggie, they just like, okay, and just start kind of like passionately making out in this church for her wedding rehearsal with another man who's watching this happen. Yeah, they just straight up make out, and it is so out of left field that you're like, oh, fool! Like, it's I like, didn't think it was out of left field because it's like a rom-com. We knew we had to leave her eventually and like develop explicitly. So you saw them just go for it? How far How far back did I have to see it? Once I realized she was walking down the altar. You thought they were going to make out? Um, I thought they might have, again, chemistry, electricity. No one notices it, but we're still going to build towards the You thought maybe passionate look, and yeah. then he feels something, then later he does say something. Yes. Yeah. That would have been fair. That's not what happened. Not at all. Uh, they was, make I out. I was shook. And that's good, too. But here's where, it, for me at least, the pacing got a little... Now, the movie's two hours long. So it's I get, like, long. at a certain point, this is not the Lord of the Rings. We can't get two, 30. We can't get three hours. So we'll deal with what you're dealt. But they have to tee up Richard Gere and her getting married. Yeah. So they, le- they you know, obviously the, the fiancé is like, this is over, this is... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He, he, he punches out. Richard He Gere. punches Richard Gere in the face. The, the, the not best friend, um, but not Cusack, but the other friend runs after him and is like, here's my number. Yeah. Like, just like, fuck my friend. Take me. Shooter shoot, right? Shooter's That's what gotta shoot. Yeah. And so he drives off. He's unhappy. So then Richard Gere and her are standing outside of the, the church and he's like, well, I mean, you got a wedding date and you got a church. Yeah. And you That's got a, invites. After this passionate kiss, it's like, you know what? It's all just right here. 
So let's get married. They said, all right, let's get married. Yeah. We just kissed for the first time. And that's a sign. Let's get married forever. In his defense, when you kiss a woman, she gets pregnant. And so so he did the right thing to stand by her and raise the father. No, raise the father. Raise the father. Yep. Yeah, to raise his unborn child as his own. Yep. 100%. if 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 you make kissy, then you have to... Race sissy, that's 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 what sex ed was back in Texas. Texas? Yeah, yeah. that is actually probably what sex ed is like in Texas. You know, I'm gonna tell you my my sex ed story is at the start of the unit. Uh, the teacher was like, "Okay, so we're gonna put all our questions into this box, right?" And then at the end of the, and you don't have to put your name on it, just mm-hmm. any sex ed question you have. And at the end of it, um, I'll go through and uh, answer your questions. Yeah, so that way you can ask what you want to ask. We put questions in that box, and we never saw that box again. I presume they just, like, burnt it out back at midnight as if you committed a crime and you need to burn your clothes. I think like, what they more likely did is they had a couple beers in their teacher's lounge and, and they laughed. read them and went, <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Fucking dork. Let's make a podcast. <laughs> Green Skittles aren't a... Uh, Aphrodisiac? Pro- yeah. It's the orange one, stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so what happens next? So then they have the the wedding. They yeah. have it in the church, which also logistically... <laughs> The, the the fiance the original fiance and Joey Roberts assumably both paid for this wedding. Yeah. He's just like I'll eat it. I'll eat all the money. I'll eat the, the deposits. I'll eat it all, and I'll let Richard Gear marry my wife. We can explain it away. And it's not his wife yet. Yeah, it's his fiance. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. You still doing it? Yeah. No, I have a separate thing. I can explain <laughs> away. It could be. Um, uh, Richard Gere is like, yo, how much do I owe you for your half of all this stuff? There's logistics. And then it's just like, yo, but we secured the date. I still would be vindictive. I'd be like, yeah. you're not paying me back. Pl- I'm, you're not getting my church. You're not getting my any of this. It's a small enough town, too, that's like, yo, the space would have been free. It's, yeah. it's, it's Weddings happen on Saturdays. If it's a Saturday morning in like some sort of church. Yeah, you didn't need this spot. You yeah. could have done a new wedding. Bullshit, hippie, outdoor shit. But anyway, we had to do this, so we're doing this. In the eyes of God? So then she... If it's not a church, it doesn't count. <laughs> and that way you don't have to pay taxes. God Think it. about it. So he shows up, and outside of this church is local news, reporters. Everyone's there. Think NBA press conference. Yes. I mean... Or signing day, right? Cause which oh, 100%. Like, the media coverage has yeah. gone through the roof, which I'm like, did he leak this? Yeah. Did, because I mean, he's the only person out of everyone here that's well-connected enough to set up a media day. Oh, you you know what happened? Hmm. It's not that he leaked it. It's just that it's funnier if he, <laughs> if he, if this just happens to them. It's like, all right, so tail of the tape here. The weather, it's 65 degrees out. Size a little chilly. We know the bride got her dress from here. What is the over under on her actually getting married? Skip? <laughs> or not skip Todd it's now like, skip now skip now I believe in the institution of marriage I believe in love between a man and a woman or a man and a man regardless but you're doing Stephen A. Smith who am I doing what I don't watch any of these oh Stephen A. Smith now we're really zoning out but Stephen A. Smith was the old co-host and then on Undisputed you want to be doing Shannon Sharp if I say skip I'm Shannon yes you started to Stephen Shannon, A. never went into Max s- uh, no Stephen A. says Max did he say Max's name? Yeah, Max Kellerman. I hope you understand. I have never tuned in to watch the show. Anyway. It's a combination. It's in the morning. I don't have cable. 
You have YouTube. They put the clips up. Check in the morning. Oh, well, well, like I'm supposed to watch this like I watch SNL? Have a third monitor Sports at work. news is so much. Oh, okay. Three monitor. You know, like context. We're all in tech. And, you know, everyone in tech has two monitors. Garrett here, he had to go bigger, so he has three fucking monitors. And all, yeah. ever since then, he always thought he was better God than us. to hit everyone with the light flex. Yeah, yeah. Three monitor to Garrett, they call him. You yep. were going to go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, there's a giant media <laughs> press conference inside, of, outside this freaking church. So he shows up. He's actually late he, to the wedding, so that's the late, original yeah. tension. And so he, he, of course, he goes down the thing. The bridesmaids go down the thing. Everyone's waiting for her to come out. And Christopher Maloney, the former... Uh, who he was fiance number three? No, fiance number four. Yep. The guy. Oh who, yeah, yeah. The former coach. He was. Uh, Richard was like, "Yo, do you have any advice?" Uh, the coach is like, "Yo, maintain eye contact," which is like, okay, sports psychology Good again. Good fucking idea. Somehow though. Yeah. So he. So Richard Gear latches onto that. It's like, all right. So he's. He's. Which also good on him for showing up to the wedding. I mean, again, this man is just eating it. Oh, Richard. No. Oh, to the coach, Christopher. Yeah, you yeah. just got cuckold and like yeah. you're now gonna watch you're, show you, up to the death of your love at the at your wedding rehearsal your fiance kissed another man and yeah. is now marrying that man on the date that would have been your wedding date in the venue that you presumably helped pick out and might have even lost your deposit on and i'm paying for yeah and now you're giving advice to the new uh fiance that's big of him and also i think of the of the four men he probably cares about her the least yeah it's big it's oh the least mm-hmm. He, d- he nags her a little bit. But I But I don't see any of the other three guys doing that. Yeah. They he's, all were actually hurt. I think he's either too stupid or doesn't care. Yeah. So at this point, she uh, Julie Roberts finally, she's coming down the altar. Mm. Everything's going good. This was like, this was a fucking scene from Get Out. Yeah. Because like, a, oh, it's a wedding. Uh, a flash photography goes off. And then like Richard Gere blinks because of flash photography. And Julie Roberts. It breaks the eye, line of sight. The second he broke eye contact, she she got like a, she became like a nervous like stallion. It's like, woo, woo, woo. Got spooked. And, and she got spooked like when there's lightning and you have a dog. And then she just like hit a run. Oh, 100%. And, but this time Richard Gere's like, no, fuck that shit. You're not, you ain't leaving me. No. He's like, shut the door. They Which, barricade the doors in a goal line defense. And this is the funny part because, like, okay, you can't, like, let me not force you in yeah, a yeah. gross way. But also, it's like, you know, you got those three other schmucks. You're not getting me. You're not running well, you away. you got four schmucks. Because he cuckled the fourth schmuck. He was a player in that one, though. But I'm just saying, four people have gone down. I'm not one yeah. of them. Yeah. I am Richard goddamn Gear. I am the fifth fiancé, and I'm the ultimate fiancé. Yeah. It's like Ultimate Fighting. Uh, what was the the UFC? Show? No, remember the TV show they had? Where ultimate like, Fighter? Yeah, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Fiancé. I'm the Ultimate Fiancé. Hi, I'm Dana White, and this Saturday we're going to find out who is the Ultimate Fiancé. Tell the tape. We have Richard Ike Gear here. I'm trying to lock it down with Julia Roberts. She's elusive. Nobody can lock her down. No arm bars, no triangle chokes, no rear naked chokes. But you know what? Today we think it's going to happen. And then she fucking makes it out. Well, I hate to see that. You know, the one thing we really she's didn't account fucking, for here is her 40 time. She's crafty. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, so she like Barry Sanders style jukes people out. She threw a smoke out. bomb. She didn't throw a smoke no. bomb. No. That would have been hilarious. But she jukes people out. She like parkours over some pews. She goes downstairs where they're actually having like Sunday school. Um, Which they shouldn't be getting married on a Sunday. I know, right? But anyway, so they like you know there's sunday school going down below she's like kids if you like tickle this grown man he'll give you candy which like great parenting <laughs> lesson there she's gonna be a great mom and the reason that works isn't because like richard gear is like oh no i can't 
bulldoze the kids. Like, yo, these kids are like trying to tickle me. A hundred percent. I'm uncomfortable. I'm All a of pause. a sudden, Chris Hansen was out here, and he was like, "Why don't you just have a seat? We're gonna need you to take a seat here, sir." Exactly. So why were these little kids tickling you? So like, when I open up she's the she's getting chat. away. <laughs> she's getting away. Yeah, and the, and the, so she she sick she jukes all these people, slips down to the Sunday school, sicks the kids on him, yep. hops out a window, and jumps on a FedEx truck, yep. and gets away. Done. But there's like I mean, who in a parallel universe was being driven by Tom Hanks from Castaway. Oh, fun! Wait, was he? No, he wasn't the driver. I don't really remember. He was a FedEx delivery guy for. That was his job. I think he would probably worked in corporate, but like he worked for FedEx. He worked for FedEx. For but sure. this was him early in his career. Okay, um, and like I said earlier. We would say, oh, damn, she got away. Yeah. You know where she lives. Exactly. Somebody needs to pull up on her after the wedding and be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, we know you. We know where you are. So he goes back to New York yeah. and just says, closure, um, follow up, a phone call. Fuck it. I'm sad. It's done. Yeah. And she goes back and she starts working on herself. Um, we had this whole thing earlier about how, like, you don't, you, you change yourself so willingly for these men you're trying to talk to. You don't even know what type of fucking eggs you like. So, the scene where she has like 18 different dishes of eggs in yep. front of her poached, scrambled, sunny side up, fried, fried hard, omelet, whatever, um, basket. Yep. And she's trying those. She starts, uh, she, she works, she has her own little shop where she does like, um, repairs and does like, creates like industrial light pieces. She starts selling those in New York. Mm-hmm. How far is Maryland to New York? I I have absolutely no idea. The East Coast baffles me. <laughs> to context Too here. Too many tiny states. I was born and raised in California. Yeah. Have you you've never lived for any extended period of time outside of California? I've never lived outside of California for any period of time. So it's like those old maps <laughs> where like if you go out to the sides, it's just like oh sea dragons over yep, here. Yep, a hundred percent. West of fucking Vegas, it's like oh no. Have you been to New York? Uh, no, I've been to Maine. I've been to Boston. Why the fuck you go to Maine? Uh, an ex drove, dragged me to her sister's wedding. How was it? It was awful. We took a red eye. I also wanted out of that relationship, but I hadn't done it yet, so I'm just doing this. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It was absolutely the worst. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> she starts on lights. Uh, Ike is just moping around. And the, then, though he does sell the story, I'm assuming it's him, to USA Today. Yeah. It's on the cover. I don't know if he had to sell it or just like... He got his job back. Yeah, or, it's, it's his ex-wife and like, all right, fine, you can come back. But he, he... This made the cover? Of USA Today. There was probably a terrorist attack in Bosnia. Oh, 100%. Happened. But yo, these two white people had some personal Actually, drama going on. Actually, come to think of it, 99, were we getting into the Monica Lewinsky... I don't know what year Monica Lewinsky was. It was either 2000 or 99. It could have been 2000 because that was the next election. The 99. Oh, well. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We're, break, we're yeah. children, yeah. but I think so. Monica Lewinsky, that wasn't our business. E- well, was that? Oh, was All that I our- mean is there were other th- more pressing things that could have gotten the cover of USA Today than local woman in small town ma- d- ditched a fourth or fifth guy. On the cover of USA Today. No, that's on the cover of My Small Town Today. Or like... What Hollywood Reporter? No, because you have to be famous. THR Star. Is good. What are the what are the like bullshit ones? Um, World National News. National Enquirer. There we go. Yeah, National Enquirer is the bullshit. I'm almost thinking below that, the one where they're like aliens impregnated. It might be that one. The Pope. You got it. 
Um, so anyway. She shows up at his apartment after some time passes. Breaking and entering. She's just there. She just slips in. It's funny. She did She did it earlier, too, in the movie. I mentioned offhand how she broke into Ike's apartment, Maggie did. Or not apartment, into his hotel room mm-hmm. to get dirt slash figure out what does he know. Yep. And the way she does it in her small town, she goes up to the hotel clerk's like, hey, give me a key to the reporter's apartment. And he's like, okay. It just does it. Yep. Goes back to playing with his virtual boy. And he's like, okay, so is my front office also in love with you? Like, how do you keep getting in here? Yeah, exactly. And then she she does what she does. She does what she did in Notting Hill. She does what she did in... Pretty Woman? In, not, uh, no, no. Because he, he fucks she was that never, up. Yeah, she was never wrong in Pretty Woman. Yeah, no. But uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, where she apologizes and gets what she wants, kind yep. of. Um, well, and she's like, you know, I've tried different types of eggs. I love eggs Benedict. Yes, she loves eggs Benedict. Yeah, but that's be, my type of egg. Let's be careful because knowing us, we yeah. will harp more on the eggs than we will on the emotional growth that she has. Yes. Because it's not it's, it's not, not about the it's eggs. It's not about the eggs. So she does show, I formed my own opinions. Some time has passed. She brings out her, what, New Balance or Nike Air Max or whatever They're she's not got. Air Maxes. Uh, they, they what are the good, ones? They, what are the dad shoes? The Air Monarchs. There, that's what I meant to say. But like she, more she, and more for running. She brings her Air Monarchs out in a box, and she's like, "Here you go." He's like, well, "I'm turning in my running shoes." I, exactly. Um, yeah. So that was really sweet, and he's like, "Okay, fuck it." <laughs> and here's the part. No, 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 not even here. Oh, fuck it. Here's the part I love. Oh. She gets down on one knee. Oh, that was sweet. You no, know, and she's like uh, Homer Eisenhower Graham. I love you. Will you marry me? Two things. Both shitty from me. One, unimportant. Is Ike... Has Ike always been short for Homer? Oh, I thought it was short for Eisenhower and he went by his middle name or something. His, his full name was Homer Eisenhower Graham. Is Ike short... If Is... I'm, I'm, Please leave that one in the comments because that is genuine. Maybe Ike is short for Homer. Yeah. Okay. So that was. I mean, weird. Dick is short for William, and it's like that no, doesn't make any not. sense. Dick is short for Richard. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill like, is William. Yes. Anyway, ne- neither of those examples make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, William, Ike, Ike, uh, Homer. Homer. Um, but here's the part that I love. The fa- I think that's my dream to have the woman propose to me. Yeah. Because I know so many. <laughs> And I don't know if I'm kidding. Uh, well, first off, then the pressure's not on you. 100%. I don't have to. Uh, the, I, I just got to. If a woman is proposing to me, we should probably already be married. 100%. Um, I didn't have to figure anything out. My friends just told me, hey, get a manicure today. Uh, I was like, why? It's like, tee hee hee. It's like, oh my gosh, she's going to propose. Chad, oh my God. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I, it's, it's just on top of mind. I, I don't yeah. know if you've seen it on just Twitter. I've seen, it's, it's a quote tweet. like, I would rather eat an entire pair of denim jeans than do this. Yes. And it's, a, and it's a video of a woman proposing to a man in, like, a public space. And I'm like, oh, God, that would be great. That would be so great. <laughs> I just love the idea of someone eating an entire pair of denim jeans. If somebody proposed to you, would you be less likely to say yes than vice versa? My assumption at that point would be that it is playful because we've already discussed it so many fucking times. Like, by the time you're at that you're point in a relationship... by it. If you're like, whoa, 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 this is the third date. We're at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, like, well, that's not gonna happen. No, exactly. So, hopefully at this point it's just kind of cute. I mean, like, did you, you don't really... You never watch Friends, though, did you? I've, I've consumed... So, Monica proposes to Chandler under similar circumstances where she it's like... Get on one knee? Yeah. 
Oh, and then he already has the ring, and he also does, and then they do it that oh, way. Oh, like, that's cute. It really was a cute moment. Like, I think there's, if, depending on the circumstances, well, there's also, there's a thing on Reddit. This couple went to Disneyland. She bought a ring. Oh. He bought a ring. Yeah. No one talked to anyone. Yeah. She gets down on one knee. Yeah. He gets down on one knee. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that is honestly the only way that you know you are both equally in on this. That's wonderful. That is spectacular. Yeah. 15 out of 10. You yeah. will die together. Yeah. Yeah. Or kill each other, but people are dying. But you'll be intense. <laughs> yeah, you're this is definitely gonna, into each you're other. You're locked in. If I can't have you, nobody can. And then they just like stab each other. It's Jesus, like, uh, that got dark. Well, you said they kill each other, right? I mean, true. I, yeah, that's true. I teed yeah. that one up. So she proposes. It's groovy. So anyway, then they... He gets up... No. Huh. Before, we, before okay, we sorry. flash forward to the montage and the really nice wedding. Yeah. He then gets up and goes, plays the Miles Davis CD, or the vinyl. Oh, yeah. And she gave him, was like, oh, let's just dance. I think he, I guess he said yes. He probably did. Yeah. But it's like you didn't really need to do this whole music cue. She just proposed, and you're saying yes. Just like we don't gotta fuck. You're trying a little hard right now. Well, I mean, I guess try hard. I'm not even mad at that part, but like, whatever. We don't need Miles Davis. Just yeah. Everyone get naked. So it's Homer Eisenhower Graham and Maggie probably Porter. I forget what her movie last name is. Um, and it's great. And then they get married. Yep. And, and they're out on a field in the middle. Cause that's the other thing. She's like, I don't want a big wedding. I, I hate the big pomp and circumstance. I want to get married on a weekday. She, all three of her weddings that she skipped out on were big weddings. She might just have social anxiety. Honestly, you think that was the whole thing? No, not at all. But uh, like, I also think it played into it, which was like, not only am I fearful of this genuinely, not only do I in my heart of hearts know this is wrong, but I'm not, I don't have a strong enough sense of self to set boundaries. Yeah. But also we've, I mean, imagine this, imagine you're being forced into a situation situation that you feel at least you have no way out of yeah and then there's a public show that we've set up to watch it it. because she doesn't i mean okay i i'm gonna speak from experience in that even just in dating there have been a couple relationships that i've been in where i'm like i don't know how to say i I was younger but like i didn't know at the time to know how to say like i don't want to be in a relationship with you i know we've hung out a couple times or gone on some dates but like i don't really want this and you go into it now for me, it was more like 60, 90 days. You're, you know, you try it and you're like, no, no, this really wasn't for me. But for her, like, it's still a boundaries thing where it's like, okay, like, I don't know when to kill this. Oh shit. We're going to marriage. I still don't want to kill it. Cause it's, I don't know how to do it. I don't have a strong enough sense of self. How do I like my eggs? There's two things. First, let me throw it under the bus. Um, Perfect. It's funny because I remember, I think you've told me like, oh man, it would be so great if somebody would just, uh, break up with me in, in, in your life. Yes. Because, like, you've, you say it's always been you. It's always me, 100% of the time. It's, it's always been you. And it's like, okay, you, this is like the prince and the pauper when the prince is like, boy, it sure would be neat to be poor. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then he gets beaten in the streets. That's but it's the, hard because it's like when you, when you, do, well, okay, if you loved the person, this is, there's two circumstances. What's you never love? loved the person. <laughs> <laughs> there's two circumstances. You never love the person. Yeah. You're kind of over the relationship. You break up. You, you don't really, you're, you're not going to be listening to Sarah McLaughlin. You're kind of almost like, I'm, I'm not, out, I'm free, let's go hang out. Is Sarah Life's McLaughlin your, oh. It I'm, isn't, but they, she just is always oh. known for that one sad okay. song. Um, that's the ASPCA A hundred percent. You're going to go not a, That's not a human sadness. That's a dog's going to get euthanized. Okay, Sam Smith, and you're just going to cry into a pillow or something. The weekend exists, Garrett. Oh, I don't know. That's more of like, I have a drug and sex addiction, and I think I'm edgy. Anyway, the second type, the second trilogy is great of breaking up when you're the breakup person is I actually loved you. I've fallen out of love with you. And then you have to deal with not only the heartbreak of 
your heart's broken too. Like this sucks for you too. And you're also the murderer in the case because you're going to kill the relationship. Murder was the case. So you don't even get like that cool pissed off post breakup. That's like, you hurt me and I'm going to whatever. I want to play Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just a girl. (laughs) I love that you went to that one and I was like, they shan't answer my nanas. Um, that was the first song that popped popped in my head. Anyway, I'm thinking no doubt era, really. Yes, I've broken up with everyone. But anyway, she doesn't have good boundaries and (laughs) she does not know how to end it. And so she gets herself in these situations. So it's probably even more anxiety inducing that, like, you have to do this now in front of everyone, you know. Now, the first time, I can almost understand it because she was like 19. The other two, this woman has issues. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. Even, oh my, I don't want to get married I think if you break it immediately after, yes, it's an annulment. Not it even is. A, yeah, there's like a time frame there. I think in ye olden times it was if you consummated the marriage. Yeah. So it's like you guys Who didn't keeps s- track. I don't want to get into it, but I also under, I feel like in oh, the eighteen and seventeen hundreds. No, well, it might have been that, but I also think like even in the eighteen hundreds, it might have been like a doctor verifies. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Anyway, yeah. they get married in a field. And it's great. Yeah, and like no one at first, no one's there, and they kiss, and it's over. And yeah. then up the the hill, everyone the comes, so that way they had their Joe privacy. Cusack and Hector Elizondo yep. and Rita Wilson, and they all run up, and it's like, and they call the people back in New York, and they call the people back in town, like, yo, she didn't fucking run. Yeah, yeah, but she did it. Oh my god, they're all like popping champagne. The baker who keeps making these fucking cakes is losing her goddamn mind. Do you recognize mind. her? Yes. What is she from? Roseanne. That's it. Yep. She's the sister. Uh, yes. Yeah. I forget her name now, but, uh, Roseanne's sister and Roseanne. Yeah. Back when Roseanne was good and we didn't realize how Trump-esque she was. Yeah, don't be racist and then take Xanax and drink. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then, like, it, they, they're trying to do the credits and it's just like, uh, don't stop thinking about tomorrow, I think. Was, was that the song that was playing? Was it? Was it Fleetwood Mac? No, if it was Fleetwood, I would have remembered. But it's basically everyone running in a field, like, and shit, and, like, yeah. songs playing while their names are showing in the bottom. I'm like, yeah. yo. The montage. I'm going to pitch a multi-camp sitcom to CBS called Just Runaway Love about, yeah, like, yeah. their marriage or whatever, and we will go for 12 Honestly, seasons. Honestly, you could do a version of Runaway Bride with millennials, because I feel like we're all very non-committal, and it's a lot of situationships. I think I've told this to you before. Huh. I will never break up a wedding. If I'm in the a movie-esque scenario, it's like, oh my god, the person I love is about to get married. I will say oh, this shit yeah, yeah. before the wedding. 100%. Or I'll try and break it up right after. 100%. I will not interrupt a ceremony. No, you don't do um, The Graduate. Yeah. I don't do The Graduate. I don't do Dwayne interrupting Whitley's wedding at the no. end of, or in, during a different world. I don't run away, like run away a bride. No. You know, I have a sense of decorum. I meant more of like, a show about millennials who like can't commit to people, but not that they're going to break up winnings. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just felt like you could do a runaway thing about like, r- you know, relationships just running in away from love. 100%. Someone that always answer. habitually runs from love. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, now we're done with the movie. We've done the full synopsis. We do the thing that we do, but before we do the thing that we do, I have a new segment specifically Ooh. only for this movie. Mary fuck kill. The three dudes that she's run away from before oh. the fiance. Oh, that's easy. Hit me with it. Okay, so the best one was the priest. Yes. Donald Logue or Luke, whatever. He's the one you marry. 
Okay. The the gross etymologist who mildly lied. Well, he didn't lie. He just he was jaded. He yeah, had his own yeah. perspective on things. But he was gross and he was into larvae. So he's the one you kill. Yes. And then you're just left to to fuck the guy who um who was super into the Grateful Dead. Yes. So you married a uh, priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill. Uh, Creepy bug larva boy, man. Bug boy, and you fuck a uh, Grateful Dead fan. Though for her. I almost think she'd marry the Grateful Dead fan and fuck. I guess it's who I would. But so I agree with you that those are the right decisions for her, though. The priest was almost too priesty, uh, like too, too, too morally straight up and down too you know, mm. too rigid and too kind of vanilla. There might have been something where of those three, the you know you have too hot, too. You were cold, defending vanilla ice cream to me. I think like last week. A hundred percent. But I mean vanilla and personality. Vanilla ice cream though, as an actual thing, you can Is vanilla consume. ice cream not vanilla and personality. Oh, like if vanilla ice cream had a personality, if we're assigning emotions to it. I think vanilla ice cream would have a vanilla personality. A hundred percent. I wouldn't have conversations with it. I just eat it. Yeah. Anyway. Don't fuck your ice cream. Well, it's a reverse American pie. Alamode. What does Alamode mean? I don't know. It either means with ice cream or not without. Where without that ice cream. That is not the French translation for with ice cream. So many things that we think are French that aren't French. That's What's the thing probably you think up French there. French isn't. Fries. I guarantee a lot oh, of flyover states are gone. Oh, I thought you meant like, I was thinking like words. I was like, oh, I mean, there's also reservoir, probably a lot of French words that we're saying wrong. Blah blah blah. But even the way we say those are probably wrong. Anyway, let's do our usual segments. Who do you love in this movie? Who do I love in this movie? Um, God. Okay, let me think. It's hard. Yep. Uh, Julia Roberts' character. Yep. The running wave pisses me off. The coach was a little bit annoying. If Richard Gere's character wasn't a 1999 men's rights activist, then oh, but that's the thing. That's how he starts. Yeah, he definitely did. They actually that give way. him an arc. Yeah. But everyone has an arc. She has an arc. He has an arc. People actually change in this one. Okay, so I think I like him a bit. Yeah. Um, I love Hector Elizondo and everything he does. He's a smooth motherfucker. That was one of my notes. He is a smooth motherfucker. Um, I don't. I love Julia Roberts in general. I don't think I like her character Maggie in here too much. Wow. The whole runaway thing, and just like how willing she was to just change herself. It's like you're a grown ass woman. You don't need to be doing this. But that's the point. How do you not know who you are? To this, a lot to, of people don't. To this degree, well, they're exaggerating it. If you don't know what fucking eggs you like, and you have to make and you have to cook all the eggs to figure it out. First off, the back end egg plates were going to get cold, right? So then she's going to have a negative opinion regardless about, like, I guess omelets, just because she didn't get there. Wow. Yeah. Who else do you like? Uh, Hector Elizondo, maybe Richard Gere. Um, I think her character's name is Laurie Metcalf, the the woman for the bakery, Roseanne's cousin, uh, sister. Mm-hmm. I liked her a little bit. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty cool. Those are the people I liked. Uh, I loved the grandma. I thought she was adorable. She had Grandma's some great quips. Grandma's the fuck is played out. I know, but at this point in time, I hadn't quite been beaten to the earth yet. And okay. she also, just the actress was just like, she had, she whenever she was on camera, I just thought she stole her small scenes that she had. I mean, at that point, Golden Girls had been on for years, so like, horny old women was not novel anymore. I know, but it is now that I'm watching it right now. Fair. There's not a lot of horny old women content out there in the world right now, so you know it had it, it's having a renaissance. Don't go to Pornhub. Ugh. Well, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, I loved uh, Julie Roberts' character in this because 
I mean, it's a movie, right? So everything's going to be way exaggerated. Yeah. So her exaggerated version of not knowing eggs and running away from marriage is what a lot of people because do. Because she doesn't know herself. Yeah. Which is... A lot of people make concessions in relationships, sometimes not even knowingly, because they simply just don't know themselves yet. I'm not mad at making concessions. Just, like, the degree to which she did not know herself is Oh, yeah, absurd. 100%. Well, maybe it wasn't... It was a well, you... she didn't know herself and was willing to change herself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Anyway, I just, maybe I just personally related to it, but I just thought it was like, I liked her character arc. I also like the Richard Gere, like halfway through, you can actually see that he's like, recognizes, oh, the town people are giving her shit. Her family's giving her shit. It's not cute anymore. Yeah. I'm not being playful or like snarky or like edgy here. Like I'm just being hurtful. She's dealing with some shit and y'all are just joking about it incessantly. Yeah. And then Slash him going, not making her change her behavior. No, 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 no. Well, because they don't, that's the thing. Everyone around her doesn't acknowledge the root issues yeah she doesn't acknowledge the root I- there's no one in her I life to point this to out to her. i think you have to figure it out well yeah but i mean a lot of times conversation with other people is how you go about doing that yeah and like there's been no one around her that can point that out to her and unless she's you know they didn't have amazon back then but unless she's like ordering books or like trying to work through some what shit what color is your parachute yeah Are you there god it's me margaret the bible etc what else those what are the big three the Not. Bible. What color is your parachute? <laughs> are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Okay. I never read that one. Welcome so to Bogus Book Club. <laughs> Oprah, eat your heart out. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to the Bogus <laughs> Book Club. No, because she has the own network. I was about to say welcome to the Bone Network, but then it fell apart quickly for yeah. obvious reasons. Again, Pornhub. Um, and then yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the the ex wife's husband is smooth. Oh, Hector Elizondo. Yeah. Fisher. Yeah. yeah. Fisher's dope. Fisher's dope. Who, yeah. or not who do you love? We just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, do we do you, band up together? Yeah, do you think they last? 100%. Yeah, this one they actually last. Yeah. She's, the, the fact that she walked down the aisle at all is I'm in on this for life, and he's already been through one stupid wedding, stupid marriage, so I think. And even then he reconciled with his ex-wife, exactly. too. There's a so whole he lot both of had closure, learned from it, and is wiser for it, so this one works. You know what's going to happen? He's going to lose his job at the U- at USA Today. Well, yeah, because they're going to no longer need him it's because like, the it's internet like how chance, Yeah, it's like how Chance the Rapper's music sucks now that he's happy and not on drugs yeah. anymore. I love my wife. I get it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's like... Oh man, he used to be used. He used to empower the angry white men of New York, talking about how oh man, these women are bitches because they won't fuck me. Yep. And then now it's like, oh sorry, I'm happily married. He's like, well, who are we going to rally behind now? He's calm about like making lemon bars, and they're like, sorry, it's not hitting anymore. Nope. So although, now they have to be on our incels. Although actually, I bet back then, yeah, you could get away with a shitty ass calm for much longer because you could yeah. isolate. The fact that nobody was reading your column. Oh, 100%. It's only the paper's selling. You can yeah. just Everything else type the same fine. word every time. Yeah. You just, yeah, you don't even... Fu- Yo! Yeah, 100%. Much easier to hide mediocrity when you don't have, like, specific campaign Dude, URLs. Dude, if you're the back page... Or actually, not even that might get some reads. If you're the second to last page in a newspaper, you could pretty much just, like, write the word peanut butter on repeat for three paragraphs. They hit told us you call killed it. Biggie for years, and we just never flipped back there. Yep. Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah. Is there anything else? Um, I think I got out everything I wanted to get out. The lesson to take away from these, lock the doors at your wedding. Okay. Make eye contact Mm -hmm. and know your eggs. And know yourself before committing to a long-term relationship. I think the ones I said were better. There you go. A hundred percent. So, um, that's today's episode. Uh, next week is our season finale and we are doing when Harry met Sally. The Godfather 2 of rom-coms.
It's I am pumped. It's gonna be great. It combines every New York, Meg Ryan, Jewish cultural fetishization, male female friendships. I'm geeked. Billy Let's Crystal, go. can we put him even on the list? I don't care about whoa, Billy Crystal. Whoa, hey, 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 Mike hey. Wazowski. Wow. Oh, that was your first introduction to Billy Crystal. No. When Harry Met Sally was my you first You saw When Harry Met Sally before you saw I was like six Mom. years old when I saw When Harry Met Sally. So you didn't see it. It was on. I then, then I saw it 500 more times before that. We lived such different lives. I know. I watched a lot of rom-coms as a kid. I guess that's why we have a rom-com podcast now. Yeah. And it's come full circle. All right. Thanks, okay. everybody. Thanks.